you're like, who are you? I'm like, girl. Shut up. <laughs> the worst question you could ask, girl. I don't See, know. I just, I just go in with this, like, every time. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Girl, who am I? You asking the wrong girl? I don't know. Wow, don't do that. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> What's poppin' sweets? It's Alicia Reedy, your favorite baker and host, and I'm back with another episode of Cookies and Conversation. Today, I'm so excited to have my girl, Taylor. Hey. The baddest. How are we <laughs> feeling? I'm feeling great. Good. Well, you just told me you were tired. You just said you were exhausted. How I are mean, we <laughs> I'm feeling great, mentally exhausted, physically great, you know, with good. everything going on. That's the most important part, I guess. That's good. That's good. That's good. So tell us, who are you and what are you sipping on if we're sipping on anything? Um, I, who am I? That's a good question, girl. I don't even know. But to start <laughs> off, I'm sipping on some of this. This is wine my mom got me from um, BK Miller's up the street. It's called Black Girl Magic. I don't know if you've seen it. I've before. heard about it, but I haven't tried it yet. She bought it and um, it's like a Riesling. It's actually pretty good, though. Um, it's not too pricey, so... I might have to fade because like I've seen it online, but like I haven't seen it in person. So I feel like the moment I see it, I'll probably get it. But that's good, though. How much was it? Um, I want to say it's between like 20 to 25. Like it's not like your setter home, but it's not crazy mm. expensive. So oh wow, I'm just like, OK, my mom bought that one. So it's not, you know. Okay, we like reasonable, yes. Because <laughs> I like to ball on a budget. I'm obnoxiously frugal, so I get this. And I, yes, I, I hate it. Like, I have a love hate relationship with it, but we here. So <laughs> tell us, tell us about you, who you are. That is a good question. Um, well, I just had a birthday, so I'm 27 now, and yeah. I am a. Let's just make a content creator. You know, I do web design and I also do graphic design as well on the side. And this year I'm trying to take it more towards social media interaction. So I'm trying to learn more in the realm of like Adobe effects and more graphic video editing techniques. Because as you know, like TikTok and everything is like really starting to come up. So I just, I guess I could say I'm like a social media mogul slash web editor. That makes sense. That suits you. <laughs> That suits you. Because, like, I know, like, a lot of, like, my friends follow you. And I'd be like, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> you be on it. Because, like, you really put, like, a lot of, like, thought and time and effort into what you do. So, like, it doesn't go unnoticed. And mm. I'm 100% here for it. Thank you. <laughs> what made you want to get into it? Um, I mean, I've always kind of been a creative person. So, it's more so just the times, like, as the times are changing, because, I mean, we both were growing up in the realm where we saw how Instagram became popular and, like, Facebook became popular and things. So now that it's TikTok, I feel like I already kind of have the skill set when it comes to photo and editing. So I'm just like, well, why not just learn a new skill set when it comes to video? Because you see how much money these 14, 15-year-olds are making on TikTok. So it's beyond me. <laughs> so much. Like, it's crazy. What what do you think your life represents? Um, <laughs> so the first word that came to mind was struggle. <laughs> We're not going to go with that. It's, no, it's okay, though. Because um, I don't really want to say struggle. I would say more so, like, growth. Hardships? Growth. Mm. Because I, 
I wasn't a completely different person when I was younger, but like I definitely was more defiant as a kid. And then going into my high school and college years, like when it came to like interpersonal relationships and trying to figure out how I relate to other people, that was a whole struggle. But right now in my life, I feel like through everything I've been through, I'm kind of in a good place. Like I've grown enough to be able to recognize when triggers are coming or being able to recognize patterns in my life. So Mm. I would say growth. That's good. Yeah. Like, I feel like one of my biggest struggles right now is like working through my triggers and my mom, like she even asked me at one point, she was like, how is anybody really like talking about like, you know, me and my mom, my sister, she was like, how are we supposed to know exactly what your, what your triggers are? And I was like, to be honest, I was like, I can't necessarily pinpoint like, when I'm going to be triggered, it just kind of happens. You know what I'm saying? And mm. it's just a matter of like growing through it and working through it and mm. adjusting and how can you heal from there? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's always what? about like, you know, you keep and what I've noticed through through having triggers and having people who care about you, loved ones, family, relationships, even if you don't have a good management system or a good like way to identify them or deal with them right now, if you communicate that to the person and like that person actually cares about you, that that's not going to be an issue for them. You know what I mean? Like they'll be like, okay, well, I understand that you, you know, aren't able to manage or aren't able to identify you right now, but I'm not just going to drop you because of that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Absolutely. Is there anything that challenges you or are there or are there people that challenge you? Um my mom, Marsha, good old Marsha girl. Uh <laughs> she challenges me the most. I would say she's the only person that challenges me because I don't know. To her, my whole life should be a challenge. It's never it's never enough for that woman. <laughs> I swear to God. It's um but I mean I know it's just cause she really wants the best for me and like for example, being yeah. an only child and being adopted, it's like, well, I don't have any other kids to focus on, so I'm honing all that energy. Like it's on you. you. Yep. <laughs> it's all about you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I don't want to word what people say to me incorrectly. It's kind of like, um, like only children, like, like their siblings, really like are their friends, and like, yeah, that's... I really agree with that, and that's something I've had to come to terms with. Because being an only child, and I want to say being adopted adds on to this and makes it even worse. I am only child. I don't have siblings. But I'm adopted into a family, and my dad has no siblings, and my mom isn't close to hers. So it's like my family is literally me, my dad, and my me, my dad, and my mom. And that's it. Like, there's, there's no aunts, uncles, grandmas, all that stuff. Like, my grandmother passed when I was 21. But, like, other than that, nope, nothing. So I think that's why I take my friendships so seriously because yeah. they're, like, all I really have outside of my – like, they're my extended family. And it's, like, people – I've had arguments and falling out with people when I say that I don't consider them a friend. And I always try to explain to people that I don't mean that in offense. But at the end of the day, I can't – I'm not in a space where I have all these people. I know all these people. I can call whoever I want my friend. Like, I don't have that many people. So the people I do keep close, I want to make sure they're, like, family quality. You know what I mean? 
Yes, absolutely. So. Yeah, like I'm very, I'm like, and I understand that too. Like I'm, I know for a fact that I'm very selective. Like I'm such a people person. Like I'm super bubbly. I'll talk to almost anybody. But like at the end of the day, like if I say like you're a part of my tribe, like it just means like our our bond hits a little different. Like you like you're a part of my tribe and you know this. Like I'm very particular. <laughs> Not to necessarily bring this up, but like I can see why that one situation with old girl <laughs> went the way that it did. <laughs> yeah, because like, it was like, just like I I'm not a being at, that I do treat my friendships like family. I know everybody, and that's a no, side note. Everybody loves to say, "Oh, I treat my friends like family." You really don't. But anyway, um, <laughs> like that whole situation, I can't build that familial friendship fish bond over the course of a month or two. That ain't gonna happen. It's it's just not gonna happen. Right. So that whole situation, I just didn't know, girl. And I don't know. I don't want to be the person that's like, oh, I've done my healing, so you need to heal. Like, I'm not trying to be that person. But when you started to do some self-work, you start to see some stuff that other people need to work on. You're like, oh, that was something I had to work on like a year or two ago. Like, you recognize that it's it's not about me. It's about you. You got your own issues going on. You're projecting them on me. That has nothing to do with me. So, you know what I mean? Like, People I don't that. like hearing that, but that's the truth. And it's it's not me being mean. It's just the reality of the fact. People project. It's, it happens. Like, work on it and move on. Like, but people, people always take these words as me being rude or being offensive. I'm just trying to give you the reality of the situation. I'm a very, I'm a person that's very grounded in reality. Like, I always like to look at it for literally what it is. So. I don't blame you at <laughs> all at all i don't even know what to say to that i'm just like damn you're right (laughs) period is there anything that you would say you take too seriously something that i've been told i take too seriously is like uh communication but i don't Mm. feel like that's something that can at the end of the day if you're ignoring somebody because you're just not mentally in it or you're not having a good day that's understandable but if this is someone that you've been talking to almost every day for the past however many months, you can't just up and disappear and act like, oh, I'm, you know, you can't act like you can't see how that's not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I'm a knit, I'm kind of, I'm, girl, me and you text how often? Barely. Like, clearly <laughs> I'm not nitpicky on the text back, but it's like, my thing is communication is always like, gonna keep things smooth keep things running smoothly you having a mishap girl you can have a whole bad week as long as that week is over you text me you're like hey da, 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 da. especially if we're in constant communication if we're not then whatever but if we are right. like in a relationship or something like I don't do that ghosting stuff I really don't I'm gonna tell you yeah. why I'm no longer talking to you because me personally I don't like when people ghost me so I can't bring myself to do that to other people so what do I do I just tell them why I want to stop talking to them you know like I just feel like communication, open communication, being blunt with people, really. Just... You have no time for the shit. You don't understand the world, girl. The world has chiseled me into a person. I have zero, zero, zero time. You know how many time, how many years I wasted being upset over my ex, and like wasted, girl, wasting precious time, yeah. precious years, precious college 
years because I wasn't going to class, girl. I was a whole mindset, and it's like I don't know what you know. Some other girls have had to like date around and stuff. I only needed one dude to tell to show me like, all right, yeah, this relationship thing is not for me. Dating around is not for me because I can't go through this over and over and over again. Right, that's a lot. Agree. <laughs> How do you make the most out of a bad situation? Um, how do I make the most out of a bad situation? I kind of just try to stay positive. I mean, at the end of the day, I know whatever the situation is, it usually isn't going to last forever. I guess a perfect example is when I went to boarding school in high school. That was not a good mm-hmm. situation. I didn't have any access to technology. I didn't talk to any of my friends for about two years. But you know what? I had a time in my life when I was out there in Arizona living on the white people, girl. It was, it was amazing. I mean, I had some issues while I was out there. Granted, some racial issues, but we gonna let that slide. But I right. mean, it's it's most it's most like I guess getting yourself in the mindset of like, yeah, this is my situation. But I know I'm not about to be like this forever, so I need to get working, and that kind of keeps me out of like focusing on the fact that it's an actually bad situation. Yeah, like I'm like that too. Like I'm I'm reading this book called like The Emotional Detox. Mm-hmm. And like cuz like at the top of January, I was like, I'm going to take control of my life. So that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and I was like, I need some books to read. So I automatically went, went with self-care and I feel like as a Virgo, like I'm always trying to get better and better every day. Like <laughs> as close to perfect as possible. So I picked up that book, I think without even realizing it, the progress that I've made within this book or from reading this book I, I've noticed that I've allowed myself to like, even if I can't necessarily word it, like I acknowledge my feelings and then I try to communicate it. I try to work through mm. it and, you know, express it, like just experience it and then let it go. I, I give myself a good amount of time to really sit with it, whatever it is. Like, I don't want to sit and dwell on it. Like I'll give myself 24 to 48 hours. Then after that, it's like, okay, I got to go back to being a badass bitch. Like I can't be sad forever. Like, and I I think my biggest issue too is that I care a lot and I'm also an empath. So like, I'm very like sensitive to like energy shifts and mood swings and stuff like that. And those things are like bound to happen no matter who you come across. Mm -hmm. I just think that they hit me a little bit harder. Like, especially when I care about the person, I may go into defense, like defense mode and, I like automatically put my guard up. Like you may not want to talk to me. I'll be like, wow, they don't love me anymore. I'm so dramatic. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, it's fine. <laughs> like, so like I think I think it's just really important to allow yourself to feel instead of like, you know, suppressing it. Cause when you suppress whatever you're feeling, it just like bubbles and then it it becomes a thing. Yeah, and nobody wants to have to deal with like at the end of the day. Oh, exactly. sorry, I was smoking. But if you've been feeling some type of way about me for a couple days or like a couple months, not a couple days, because sometimes it takes a couple days to get over stuff. But like if you've been feeling some kind of way about me for a couple months and then you got over it and then you bring it up to me later, that's an issue. Because it's wow. like, girl. Wow, I'm so glad you said I like hearing people's situations because as a person who always loves to get an outside perspective on my situation, it's interesting to hear other people. You know. Like, it's like, it's all, it's still all love, but I don't want to talk to you no more. Like, I'm at a place in my life, too, where it's just like, I will cut. If you do something that rubs me the wrong way, you just got to pray to God. I'm going to talk to you once I get over it. Like, I've dropped 
Like, I dropped my best friend, like, one of my best friends in the entire world off the strength of some bullshit. Like, oh, girl, really, you don't, yeah. I know about dropping people over some bullshit. Okay. 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 Right. I just be like, I don't have time for this. Like, I this really don't. Really... And people don't understand that. And then one thing I need people to understand is if we have a falling out, and in my situation, 10 times out of 10 is not because of something that I did. If we have a falling out and you decide to stop fucking with me, please do not think that you can come back into my life and we can continue at the same pace that we were at before the falling out. Please, especially at this point in my life, I am tired of people trying to come back and thinking just because I forgave them for what happened that we can still be friends. You need to understand that time changes people. Situations change people. Just because you are forgiven doesn't mean that I have to be friends with you. I've moved on with my life and people move on with their lives. So I don't understand why, like, I, I understand rekindling, like, friendships, like, that haven't had a big, like, issue in them. You know, you just fell off because you moved or because a school changed or something like that or a job change. That's different. Right. But, like, if if you've, like, I've I've had people do me dirty. That's a whole story time. Dirty. Mm-hmm. And still think that they're going to have the same spot in my life that they did three, four years ago. That's not the case. Like, people need to understand just because you forgive doesn't mean that what they put you through didn't put you through some type of trauma. Sometimes you don't, you don't want to go back through that, down that road. And I mean, you you just don't, like, you don't want to go back down that road. And it's like, at the end of the day, yeah, say, like, for example, eight out of ten people will go back down that road, and it'll just be a continuous cycle. But if you just be that two out of ten people and leave that door closed and move on with your life, like, literally move on with your life and just live, I guarantee you that stuff will not bother you in a year. I guarantee you. Yeah. Like, at this point in my life, I can say that for a fact, because I used to be the one like, oh, I'll never get over this. This will just devastate me for the rest of my life. Now? Oh, no. Because I, 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 have, I have stuff to do. Like you said, I have zero time. I don't have time to be sad over somebody else. Like, what? No. I got stuff to do. <laughs> like, I don't got time to be sad because you don't want to talk to me no more. Okay? You're literally the epitome of fuck this shit. I'm out. That's you. Like Exactly. You just... Like, and it's like, it's because everybody in life has a choice. Everybody has a choice. I have a choice and you have a choice. If you're choosing not to talk to me, I'm not going to choose to make you stay. Go, leave. Ooh. That's your choice. I'm gonna respect your choice. My choice is to not follow you. So, like, if you come, if you choose that you want to come back, remember your choice from earlier when you wanted to leave, okay? Because I'm gonna remember it, and I'm not gonna let you come back. But don't get mad because you had a choice. You had a choice. You made right. your choice, so I made mine. Now you have to suffer the consequences of said choice. It's plain and simple. I don't understand why people don't get that. I feel like you kind of like dragged me just now. <laughs> just a little bit. Girl, I'm telling you the growth. It's, it's all about the growth. Like, honestly, if I could thank my ex for one thing, and I, you know, I hate calling this thing my ex because it was barely a relationship, but I got to count it, I guess. But it was because that heartbreak also led on to a string of other heartbreaks that were in friendships too because I couldn't fully heal but eventually (laughs) I learned 
that life is literally choices. Everybody's making choices. In every single thing you do, no matter what you are doing, you are making a choice. You go make a meal, you're making a choice. You go to the bathroom, you're making a choice. So it's a conscious thing. You know what I mean? Choices are conscious. Like people usually don't make subconscious choices. So if someone chooses to leave or someone chooses to disrespect you, they consciously chose that. Yeah. So it's nothing you can do, nothing you can say to make somebody feel or act a different way if they're consciously choosing to do that. So walk away. What am I, what am I wasting my time here for? <laughs> you know, you know what? This reminds me of, wow. Okay. When you mentioned the choices thing, I can't believe my, this is like the first thing my mind went to, but like it went back to my last in quotes relationship. So we already know about this whack ass nigga, mm-hmm. but still that's the first thing like I thought of like, because when he and I started dating, the moment it happened, I knew it wasn't right. And I knew it was a choice. And at that point, I felt like it was one of those situations where it was like, I made my bed, then I had to lay in it. And it just is what it is. Like, I had to had to suck it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, it takes me... And I also think about, like, how he consciously made choices to do me dirty. Like, consistently. Like, it's not... It's not okay. And I think the greatest betrayal that he put me through was the assault. And I think, okay, because we're going to get a little deep real quick. I think what fucks me up the most, and you were there with me, and, like, I I, I can't thank you enough for that because a lot of people would not just be like, you know, I want to be there to support you. Mm. So that goes a long way with me. I think what bothers me the most is, like, the court system is so like, I don't even know, I can't believe this is on my heart to even talk about it, but like, Mm. I hate how like, it was very clear that it was a choice of his. Like, you know, Mm. the fact that I had all of like this documentation, like him admitting it and things like that. And it's just like, it, it it was a clear choice. And people didn't receive it as that. Like, it sucks cause like, at one point, like, I got questioned, and it was kind of like, oh, well, what did you have? Were you drunk? Were you high? Like, and it doesn't matter, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, excuse me, he chose, he consciously made a decision to assault me. <laughs> like, it's it's heavy. And you're right. Like, you, every every decision you make, every single one, it just... There's some sort of thought behind it. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of like motive behind it, no matter how deep or how light the case may be. I think my biggest thing is that I always try to like, I always try to keep people into consideration. Like, cause I never want to hurt anybody. And I feel like my intentions are always good. And I feel like sometimes like that is perceived the wrong way or taken the wrong way. And it just, it, yeah. Right, yeah. It, becomes it can't be taking everybody into consideration because Lord knows they ain't taking you into consideration. Jesus. People are primal. People are animals who are primal, primal beings. Self-preservation yeah. is that first instinct, girl. Like, you mm-hmm. really, it's not, it is not, not rare. It is rare to find someone that actually takes how you feel into full consideration. I'm talking full mm-hmm. consideration. That's rare. 
And so it's mm-hmm. like, I personally, like, that's why I say going back to the whole friends thing. I personally can't be friends with someone or call someone my friend if I feel like they don't take how I feel about situations into consideration. Like, I don't really like that. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. And I'm trying to think of a story time that I actually want to talk about on here. Then, no, it's okay. okay. Same. I automatically <laughs> thought of another one. I was like, oh, this is really bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I've, I've had issues where I've had friends and they've done me dirty. And then I've had other friends still be friends with those people. And I'm yes. not talking like did me dirty, like called me a name or something slight. Like, I'm talking, like, you you know about my whole, like, incident that happened with the charges, yeah. the 11 charges. Yeah, you do, girl, because we're celebrating mm-hmm. on Instagram. Of course you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this was a whole, like, court situation. This is a whole left me on the other side of the country situation. Like, these people were exed out of my so life. I was so angry. So yeah. in my mind, if you're my friend want nothing to do with these people like nothing like yeah in that degree and yes. I never really spoke on it because I have a category system for my friends and I try to keep I will obviously not confidential anymore because I just said it but um she's not someone who I consider a close friend yeah so I ended up eventually we I just stopped talking to her like, I didn't feel like I needed to expend the energy to tell you something obvious. Then again, I do have a high standard of solidarity. But, yes, like, I didn't feel the need to explain it. So I stopped talking to her. And it's yeah. like, I don't, the way I, the way I see, like, the way I have my friends is like, okay, I'm going to explain this, like, succinctly. But there's four tiers. There's like the A tier, which are my close friends. They're like you, my um college roommate Bria, my friend Angelique. Like they're like close friends that I know I can count on, that I consider family, like the main group. <clears throat> yeah, I'm honored. Then I have B, which is like friends. But people I don't talk to that much. So a lot of my people from boarding school, a lot of the people from different schools, like people I still talk to and we're still cool. But like in an emergency, I wouldn't call them. You know, if I had something going down in my life, I wouldn't call them. Like I wouldn't, mm. you know. Then yeah. I have C, which is my own personal, well, C is like a third group, my own personal group, which is people who were in A and fucked me over. And I decided that I was going to rekindle that friendship. So I <laughs> yeah. put them in C. Because it's like, we're cool, but I it's know like how you out. roll. So if you do some fuck shit, I'm not going to be surprised by it. Because choices. I made a choice to rekindle this friendship after I knew you was already on some fuck shit. So if you do some fuck shit in the future, I cannot be mad. Because I had a yeah. choice. But yeah. I do have people in the C group. And then the last group is the S group, which is, like, above A. But that's, like, Deanna, because 
this is her own group because I've known that bitch since she was five. Right. So it's like right. that's really that's really it for the S group. But like that's just how I see like my friendships. And it's not like I I look at someone and I'm mentally scanning. I'm like, okay, what group you gonna be in? You know what I mean? But like yeah. I feel it's important to know where you stand in your friendships and not just call your someone call someone a friend and just slap a label on it and walk away. Like Yeah. You know? And everybody Absolutely. who knows knows what respective group they would fall in. Like all those groups are pretty descriptive and people know me and they know their relationships <laughs> yes. with me. So if this were to come up and someone's like, Oh, you think I'm in the C group? Yeah, you in the C group. Yeah, you know damn well you in the C group. <laughs> Gonna hit my phone exactly. with this bullshit after you just heard me talk all this you know okay it's like get on bye but this is good i don't know it's always good to know where you stand like with people in general like you can't absolutely i mean people who have more people to fall back on bigger families bigger friend groups may not have that much of a issue with like not having people around but me oh no i gotta have my i gotta know where my troops are who's who what's up right right line line (laughs) period And a lot of what you said, like, made me think of this, too. I was hoping I wouldn't talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> I was trying to avoid it, but the more you were saying it, I was like, I feel like I need to get, you know, it's on my heart. So, <laughs> so like, okay. So, when said, like, okay, with the last, in quotes, relationship that happened, when it first started, he gave me, like, he he was basically like you know like threatening me mm-hmm. <laughs> like basically like you know you gotta stop t- um you gotta stop talking to this person you gotta stop talking to that person and with one of those people of course it's like one of my favorite people ever so I'm just like okay I just knew it was the wrong decision like I knew it was a poor choice yeah and I think and I wish I I wish I listened to my gut I think the reason why it was so hard for me to leave is like what it came down to for me excuse me was like my safety and it was also like damn well maybe this is my karma maybe I am just supposed to settle for this bullshit but then like over time you just there's just certain shit that you don't tolerate and like no matter what you no matter what karma is coming your way there's still things that you don't deserve and I feel like I feel like like a lot of the shit that I had that came from that whatever the fuck that was just oh I don't know like I worked so hard to like get my peace back and I would tell him consistently I'd be like like bro like aside from the assault I was like bro like you disturbed my peace you disturbed my peace and I've been through a lot of shit so for me to say that hey like you disturbed my peace you really fucked up like you're a horrible you're a horrible human being like (laughs) and like I don't know like I always said about that like for for him not to really be able and like I told you that day when I was at the courthouse I don't understand how people cannot take themselves outside of the situation they are in and see how their actions are questionable, if not wrong. Right. Like, how do you not see an issue with what transpired? I don't mentally comprehend that. Like, for you not to see that, there is a problem. Like, there's no arguing that. There is a problem. (laughs) Yes. There it, it ain't no gray area, black or white. Do you see a problem with it? Yes or no. If you don't, ain't something wrong with you. Like the fuck? Like that's exactly. just how it goes. And it really angers me that people can't seem to do that. Like take yourself yeah. out of a situation and be like, hey, am I really tripping right now? Am I like 
really like, you know, me, I've gotten to the point where I think about it before because I'm not going to come at you unless I know for a fact. And I've kind of always been like that. Like, I usually don't trip or I don't have an issue unless yeah. it's something that's actually a problem. And, like, you can ask any guy that's tried to talk to me or my ex, like, any time I ever brought something up, it was actually happening. Like, it was an actual mm-hmm. problem. And then people try to make it seem like you're crazy and like you're tripping and like this is too much. And like Mm -hmm. that, the whole culture of like gaslighting is the main reason why I am very selective about like my relationships, friendships and romantic. Because it's like, I know when I am not tripping and you are not about to make me feel like I'm tripping because I went through years of that. And I was right the entire time. So, and I know that I was right because the person came back to me and said, dang, I really did do you dirty for like four something years while I was treating everybody who was doing me dirty the best. Like, I know that I was right because they confirmed it for me. So I'm not about to let nobody from this point forward ever try to gaslight me. But I'm not yep. going to come with that energy unless I know that it's an actual problem. And I, I feel like I have a confident ability to know when it's a problem and when it's not a problem. Like, Yeah. I, I hate that. Like, right. Like, I hate that I've I hate that I've been in so many relationships that involved gaslighting and friendships that involved or <laughs> not really friendships, you know, whatever. Like, looking back on it, but like that involved gaslighting. Like, I feel like I usually keep it a stack. I feel like a lot of the time I keep it a stack. Like, I don't necessarily have the time to bullshit anybody. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm not the type of person that'll just throw some shit back in your face, like, to hurt your feelings. Like, I'm going to only ever go for the jugular if I'm, like, if you really, really hurt my feelings. And I'm not going to say, like I said, I'm not going to say shit to, like, just get under your skin. I may switch, I may hit you with some facts, and it may not, you may not like it. But, like, I'm never going to, like, I'm never going to gaslight anybody. I hate that. Um, I hate, I hate that it's becoming so normal now. Yeah. And I hate that the gaslighting that I've experienced, it's like, I, I've been through so much of that, that it's like, I, I guess to a certain degree, don't even realize how quickly I gear myself up for it to come or for like, not even necessarily that, but for someone to flip the script on me. I hate like that. I always prepare myself for the worst because that's not a good way to live. It's like, not. I mean, like, I and think I mean, what they are. It's but... very, it, I mean, I gotta admit, it's very hard. Like, after you've gone through that, to have to always think, like, oh, okay, well, go into things basically with low expectations with every yeah. situation. And it's, it can be crippling. I mean, that's mainly the reason why I've been single for so long. Because it's just like, I literally do not give anybody a chance. Like, I just don't. I don't. I just, yeah. I don't have time for games. And I don't know when. Sometimes I think, like, when is that going to change for me? Because if I just never have time for games, like, am I just ever, you know? Because there's, when I got into my first relationship with my ex, it was very spur of the moment. Like, I didn't go to McNamara 
So, unfortunately. So. I know how to wish you did. <laughs> girl, blame it on Marsha, but we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, um, I didn't go to McNamara. We met on Facebook. So it was kind of like a happenstance that I even talked to him. And that's no shade against him. That's just because at that point in my life, I was a hardcore nerd that was not focused on boys or relationships at all. Like this was what my, between my freshman year and my sophomore year of college, I like hadn't had a boyfriend yet. Like I really just, it's not that I was like, oh boys, but I just wasn't focused on it. I was just really into anime and video games. Like I just, boys weren't on my radar yet. I eventually, you know, messaged him back and forth more and more and we started dating and from that experience it just kind of makes you I don't know and I guess I can credit it to the fact that I got into a relationship late but it kind of made me realize necessarily a time frame I mean yeah there's not a time frame but I don't know like I when I compare it to other people and their you know high school experiences and middle school experiences like Anybody who went to middle school with me or high school can tell you that I wasn't necessarily popular. I wasn't bullied, at least I don't remember it, but I wasn't popular. I know who the popular girls and the popular guys were, but I wasn't one of them. So it's like, I didn't really have a social life until college. Like, because Mm -hmm. every day after school, all throughout middle and high school, I was coming straight home, except I had sports. Then I was coming straight home and getting on the computer. Like, all my friendships were online. So it's mm-hmm. like, socially, I don't feel like I kind of underdeveloped a bit. But I caught up. Oh, trust me, I caught up. But, like, <laughs> I feel like that messed me up getting on track with relationships because I see them so serious now that I'm like, if we aren't really planning on anything long-term, why are we dating? We could just, you know, mess around and go our separate ways and live our own lives. Right. You know? Because it's like, mm-hmm. I don't understand, like, to me, relationships seems kind of serious. And I don't have time to be doing serious shit with someone that ain't serious. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. And if it's not serious, why date? But that's just my concept. That's just my concept on dating. You know, people take dating differently and I'm the definitely not a popular view on it but that's no I'm the same way I'm the same way like I take them very seriously like but also okay because you know me I love my astrology I also have a Libra Venus so I'm also like wow like I will fall in love with you like if you meet all of my like expectations or like what I think you <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to word it like I fall <laughs> very quickly and like I can fall quickly and either get over you quickly or I'm like, or I fall for you and that's just it. Like, and I'm just kind of (laughs) hooked. See, I'm like, I can't fall. Like, I'll like you. I'll really like you. Like, I'll like you a lot. (laughs) I will really, really like you, girl. Like, I'll like you. I just can't fall. And like, it it just doesn't happen. Like, it does not happen because in my mind, first of all, I know how I am when I'm in a relationship. I'm all in. And I don't yes. have that time to be devoting to someone if they're not all in with me and I'm not sure that they are. So it's, wow, it's yes. not more so like, oh, I don't want to do this. But it's like, I know how I am in a relationship. And right now in my life, I need to focus on me. And dating is going to make, even if I don't even want it to, it's going to make me not focus on me. 
because I'm going to be focused on trying to make you Make sure that you're happy. So it's like, I don't have time for that. I can't even make myself happy sometimes. So it's like, girl, we don't look like making you happy. Like, girl. Right. I don't, I don't, girl. No, I I get it. I mean, I'm glad you get it. And like, I've had people get it and it's very nice when people get it, but like, it's very rare when people get it. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, the world a world fun relationship no i get it and then you know you were talking about like the relationships online i hate talking about this 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 boy this this nigga i hate talking about him Ooh. but like when oh so uh. like because yeah so like he he and i actually met on facebook too we met on facebook 2000 in 2000 and was it nine yeah like we've been cool for some time or whatever then he you know he slid my messages and I was like all right cool what I didn't like was that a lot of like our bond was online but behind closed doors it was like oh not even behind closed doors or beyond the screen whether it be a phone or a computer this man was out here being a wild a wild ass hoe ding 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 period was out here I don't understand it like it's like if you're not ready then what what were you doing with what's and then this is but look here's the kicker Mm. like I started to do my thing I was like all right fuck you (laughs) so I started to do me openly just like he did but then he would be like he would be having temper tantrums on my shit talking about some um also who is this man why do you love him you only supposed to love me I actually remember he told me to my face one time that like he wanted me just to have me. This is when we were younger, though. Yeah, but I was like, but you're not even making time for me, bro. I was like, I can't be invested in you. You're not going to invest in me. Niggas are trash. not make no sense at all. No. And that leads me to my next question. Oh, that just annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> Has your intuition ever failed you or your gut feeling? No, I failed my intuition many times. So. Oh. And that's a fact. That. Because every time I felt... And that's why I say usually when I know something's up, I know something's up. Because yeah. there may have been a, a maybe one or two times that I was off. But I swear to you, every single time I felt like something was up, something won't right, you were lying or something like that, I yeah. was right. Like, when it comes to my romantic relationships. like I mm-hmm. And even some friendships. Like, as the years have gone on, like, I feel it, and then I give the person the benefit of the doubt, and then it comes back to bite me, Mm. and I've learned now that if I feel like something is up, I'm going to say something, and if I'm wrong, I will apologize, but I believe in patterns. This shit don't just keep happening for no reason, like, Every time I feel yeah. like something's up, I just say, "Oh no, it, it's just, it's just the wind." No, bitch, like something is up. Like, <laughs> shit's starting to blow me. I gotta start <laughs> listening to that shit because every time I'm like, yeah. "Oh no," and then there was one time where I'm like, "Oh, something's up," and then I'm like, "You know what? Every time I'm in a situation like this, I always feel like something's up." So I'm gonna actually go for it this time. Then again, California burned me. Flew all the way out to California to drop him off at another bitch house for four for fucking three hours. 
Mm. Girl, bye. When we you call me on FaceTime. Still in my DMs talking about, I'm going to do you right, baby. I'm coming home. Like, coming home to where? where? Coming home, home to where? where? Oh, my God. If there's one person I hope that listen to this shit, it's him because it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? And if he How listens to it, I just want him to know. Be. Look, and I, and if he does listen to this, I just really want to make very clear how badly I wanted to beat his ass all the way. Like, how you make me fly to California and then rent a car, pick you up, and then drive you to another bitch house to quote-unquote fix her phone that's supposed to take quote-unquote 10 minutes. It takes two and a half hours, and the only reason you came out was because I threatened to leave your ass at this bitch house? Whew. Girl, I'm not dumb. It's the drag for me. I don't understand. Niggas have been talking about some... Uh, this is what when I post like quotes like, "Oh, miscommunication is the biggest issue in relationships." And he's like, "This is us, nigga." No, the fuck it won't. Wow. <laughs> like I don't under. Are you delusional? And to me, and I think that's like my half of my intrigue and why I attract these kind of people because to me it amazes me the amount of delusion people can have. Like he literally, he literally DMs me and is like. Every now and then he'll be like, I'm coming home. I'm going to get my life together so that we can do right. And this kind of thing. And I do not understand why he's doing it because we don't talk. We do not That's text. weird. It's so weird. It's so delusional. And I don't understand why he does it. Like, I really don't. Mm-mm. Like, every time. And, and this ain't no read on me because, like, if this ever comes out and becomes big, I can show screenshots where I literally say to him, I haven't talked to you in months. What are you talking about? Like, I don't right. get it. And he does it. And I just, girl, people be, niggas be so delusional. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt that. I felt that at the very end. <laughs> like, I can't take it no more. Like, I don't understand. You gonna drive me crazy wondering why you crazy. I think people just really need to do better with tapping into themselves and holding themselves accountable. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I feel like I just I feel like that's where people drop. No, people need to do better with understanding that you can let a relationship drop and just move the fuck on with your life and then it'll just be like that person never existed. Like you could just stop talking to me. You could literally just stop messaging me and go on with your life and I guarantee you in about a year, year and a half I'm not even going to be on your radar. And if I am, okay. then you got a problem. Because I, yep. girl, I don't even, aside from when this nigga messaged me on Facebook, my ex, I didn't even remember what that nigga looked like. I don't got no pictures of him. I don't got nothing from him. I don't got no proof that I even dated this nigga. Okay? So, it, I didn't even have his number. I don't got his socials. So it really amazes me how people can't let people go. Because Lord knows, I don't even, I wouldn't even know that the nigga had a baby if Sydney didn't tell me. Yep. So it's like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, just let people go. Like, let people go when they want to leave and walk away when the situation is no longer serving you. It's, it's the drag for me. <laughs> I love people gonna be listening to this. They gonna be like, "Yes, sis." Snap, snap, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done anything outside of your character? In the last three years of my life. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't remember exactly when we first actually met up. 
But I know we've been friends on Facebook for a long time. Literally years. Yeah. But the person who can attest to this most is probably like my roommate, Bria, because she kind of saw me mid-transition from like getting over a bad friendship situation to like kind of moving on and becoming like more of myself. Because like I said, I mean, yeah. I had a really sheltered upbringing. I went to Catholic school my entire life with parents who wouldn't even let me watch uh, I Love New York, stuff like that. I couldn't even watch Cat Dog. So I was like, Same. Okay, I thought it was the only one. sheltered, like extremely. And I didn't like boys. Like I didn't have, like, not in a depressing way, but I didn't have friends like that. I had Deanna and that's it. So it's like, I feel like within the past three years, I've met more people. I've done more things like... Not necessarily like I'm not uncomfortable in the club. I just don't be out there showing my ass. So it's right. like you know I go out more. I've been open to meeting more. Well, I was open to meeting more people, so I decided that that was close. But uh, like I just you know <laughs> been branching out, and I feel like that kind of is out of it was out of my comfort zone. But now, like this yeah. would have been out of my comfort zone maybe like three four years ago. So I would say probably. <laughs> the incidents that I went through with that friend group yeah like when I had gone to uh, basically long story short I had gone to a party with people who I considered my friends and I got drunk under the assumption that if I were to get too drunk I'd be able to stay there the person who house it was had no real reason to this day of my knowledge to kick me out but did kick me out while I was drunk even though I had known them for years somehow I ended up off the exit on the highway um, on the beltway and I got 11 charges three a DUI a DWI and another one three jailable offenses all the charges got dropped but then about two or three months later I had gone to California with a person who was at that party and long story short we had gotten into an argument and he had left me in the middle of Los Angeles so I had to catch a $200 Uber to go back to uh, San Diego to catch my plane which didn't come for eight hours. So I had to lay on the airport floor for eight hours to contemplate what the fuck just happened. So the blessing in disguise was that eight hours I laid on that fucking airport floor because I laid and I thought and I thought and I just kept thinking. And if I, I think if I didn't have that, that lay down on that airport floor, Without that person, without anybody I knew around me just laying there like an idiot, that I would have never woke the fuck up. Like, that yes. was the biggest blessing in disguise. At the time, I felt like complete shit. Yeah. But after that moment, oh, nobody else was about to disrespect me. Nobody else was about to play me, was about to do me dirty. Like, that was someone who I had considered a friend for a long time. And never, and you know what's funny? Before we went on that fucking trip, we had a conversation in the text messages and I took a screenshot of it because I thought it was so ironic because we were joking about the fact like, oh, what if we get in an argument? And he literally said, I would never leave you in California. What did that nigga do? Leave me in oh, California. Yeah. So I think that's my blessing in disguise, girl. Because if I didn't For have sure. that moment, I definitely, all this growth, it would have never happened. I would have still been yes. trying to talk to someone who trying to care about someone who I literally considered a friend and just was treating me like shit. So Yeah. Like I literally remembered when you called me. I remember you you I remember you 
like being outside and I was so angry for you like I'm gonna keep it a stack I remember being like okay so do I need to call the police like I was ready yeah <laughs> not playing and you know I'm I hate that it happened to you but I'm also glad that it did because like you've done nothing but elevate since then you know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't have woke up. I had people all around me telling me that I needed to stop talking to this person. This person didn't appreciate what I was doing for them. Didn't appreciate me trying to be a friend. And I just kept always defending this person, giving them the benefit of the doubt, speaking on their good character because they're not a bad person. Just makes bad choices. And that situation really woke me the fuck up. And I mean, we talked after that situation. We don't currently speak now, but you know, yeah. it that I don't know, girl. Sometimes you really just have to go through it. And I guess my going through it just had to be me getting left like literally across the country since we live in Maryland. So. Mm-hmm. I hate people. <laughs> you girl. You Oh, I despise them. I can't stand them. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> What is a lesson to this day that you haven't learned yet, but you're looking to learn? A lesson that I did know. I can't even say that. I was going to say, like, maybe being more trusting of people. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. like, it's not like I'm distrusting because I'm like, oh, I guess you do have to boil it down to trust issues. But it's like, in my eyes people always are looking out for them so it makes sense not to trust someone fully off the bat so I can't say that yeah so I don't hmm, lesson that I need to learn probably being open to knowing what lessons I need to learn mm. because clearly that makes if I sense. can't think of anything then I'm not being open enough I feel like I've trust me like every lesson I could think to tell you I've learned So I guess one lesson I could say is learning not to like let, I guess, technically when I do feel like I'm right about a situation or that someone is doing me dirty, not feeling like I have to be so confrontational about it and approaching in a more conversational tone because I usually feel like and know that I'm right. So it's like, I'm like, well, it's kind of, sometimes it can come off as arrogant when I need to come off more as like, subtle confrontational if that makes sense yeah not just come out the gate but just come out the gate slowly and then start galloping you know what would you say is the best thing about your life um definitely my parents um Mm -hmm. as you know I live at home and I'm adopted some people say I'm spoiled but if you really live with Marsha you would know that that's not true I pay for everything (laughs) that I have I mean, except for my car. They got that for me, but I got in a car accident. So it was kind of, I feel like it was a guilt thing. But other than that, like, I'm paying <laughs> for my car. Um, but, like, my parents, definitely. Because Lord knows, I I went to boarding school. Obviously, I had a troubled childhood. So these niggas stuck around. And definitely, there were times where I definitely felt like they didn't want to stick around. But they stuck around. And I mean, now I feel like we have a very good family dynamic sometimes. 
you know. Oh, a lesson that I could learn. I just thought maybe to stop calling my mom nigga because I do it accidentally, <laughs> and she does not like it. Marcia does not. Oh, she don't like me calling her Marcia either. Let me go on the record for that. My mom like, hates when I call her Michelle. <laughs> my mom, sometimes she don't answer, and sometimes she do. So I'm like, girl, if you don't like it, don't answer her at all because you be wishy right. washy with the shit. But girl, I'll be calling her nigga, and I'm just like, nigga, what? And I'll be like, girl, where is your nigga? And she'd be like, he in the basement. I'm like, okay, so if you're going to answer, you clearly know. <laughs> but, uh, girl, definitely, <laughs> backtrack, backtrack. Definitely my parents are, like, the best thing in my life because they, because of them, you know, I live at home with them, and I don't really have an issue with that because they don't bother me. I don't bother them, so. Right. <sighs> They're definitely a buffer. In and out. Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, <laughs> yay. Oh, this is so good. Is there is there anything you would like to leave the listeners with? And how can they keep up with you after this? I guess I would like to leave the listeners with, if you actually listen to everything I said, and you still feel like I'm coming off as aggressive, maybe take a look at some of the behaviors in your life. A little bit more introvertedly and like, you know, really dig deep in there and do some shadow work. And if you want to keep up with me, you know, my Instagram is at Tenuzen, T-E-N-U-Z-E-N. I'm always on Alicia's page. So it's my girl. (laughs) I love you. All my handles are the same as my Instagram, my Twitter, my Xbox or PlayStation, if any of you are on the gaming network. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'm so happy. Thank you You're for welcome. being fun. Yes. Oh my god, I feel like we needed this too. Honestly, <laughs> yep. this is so good. Thank you for being a real ass badass boss ass bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Love you too. You're amazing. Oh, this was so good. I'm so happy. Yay. <laughs> And for my listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Cookies and Conversation. And until next Thursday, we out. Perfect. <laughs>